Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. Appreciate you spending a little bit of your Friday morning with us. I have a special guest this morning, and I'll tell you, just as by, by way of introduction, it's it's not very often that I have the same guest on more than once. Uh, there's so many interesting and just accomplished people out there, so uh, it's pretty hard for me to be convinced or even consider having someone on a second or third time. Well, Mr. James Pelton today, our guest on Finding Certainty was on the show several months ago, and we, there was so much we, we had to talk about. We couldn't fit it all into one episode. This happened uh, not too long ago with Tony Salazar. Interesting enough, both of them were talking, among other things, about crypto and the whole blockchain space and so forth. And so it's very interesting, very um, up-and-coming and cutting-edge arena, of course, and James is an absolute expert. So, James, thanks for being here this morning. Really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for letting me come back on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I had a good time with you last time. And like I said, there's a lot more we can talk about. Um, You know, our show is focused on finding, not just finding, but creating and developing and, and unearthing more certainty in our lives, right? When I was first asked to to launch the show, to be the host here on Finding Certainty. Robert Cellino asked me what the focus of my show would be. And one of the first topics was that if we want to improve, we've got to be willing to evolve. In other words, we have to consider new technologies, new mindsets, new relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's a pretty good lead into the whole world of blockchain because it is new to people, right? It is a kind of that wild west and and this unknown you know sector it wasn't brought to us by aliens you know how, how what does it what does it do how does it work and you know and it's a it's a it's a but it's a an absolute part of our future if you don't understand it you really should right it's kind of like the internet if, you know when the internet came on people thought oh, what's this internet thing you know and now it's it's so much a part of our lives so i can't even imagine it going away. And I, I believe blockchain is the same, very similar. It's going to be a part of everything we do in a very real sense in the, in the months and years to come. So um, would you agree? I mean, just kicking it yeah. off. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, you would be surprised. I would say most companies are already doing some kind of thing on the blockchain. Um, and you might, might not even know it, you know, to to us, it's just kind of business as usual. But on the back end, almost every company that I talk with is doing something in the blockchain. I mean, it's really, like you said, it's similar to the internet at the beginning. A lot of people, I remember being told in 2006, the internet's a fad, it's going to be going away. And, you know, and that's what a lot of people said about crypto and are saying about blockchain. But I think it's, I think it has the potential to change uh, the way business functions, the way finances are done, uh, similar to how the internet did. So I think you're 100% right on that. And it will behoove um, I, I like to use that word as much as possible, but it would behoove everyone to have somewhat of an idea of blockchain and to get some exposure to it and uh, get involved with it in some way. 100%. I would agree wholeheartedly. And the more I learn about it, the more that is confirmed for me, right? Now, 
I start out every show by just sharing a couple of reasons why I've invited this guest. I already mentioned James was here earlier. We had a lot more to unpack, but um, ultimately it comes down to, I'm, I'm very interested by blockchain and Bitcoin and, and crypto and the whole space. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that with you, but James is also, and crypto is a big part of that, but he's also an expert in recurring income. In what most of us call passive income or residual income. But James has, in his own life, created multiple streams of income. He's he's gotten a taste of that and then developed it into a, an impressive uh, lineup of income sources that are benefiting him and his own family. And he is now teaching it to others through his platform. And, and tell everyone, James, the name of your YouTube channel. How do people find it? Because I know you have thousands, tens of thousands of, of subscribers, and that number is growing every day because you put your money where your mouth is. You actually teach them not just what they should do, but what you have done, which is unique for a lot of coaches out there, right? A lot of people teach what they, you know, they say, if you can't do it, teach it. That's not the case in, in your case. You have absolutely done it and are doing it and, and are living that dream life that comes from having recurring income flowing into your into your world. So um, what, t- uh, if you don't mind, just r- right up front, share the name of your channel and let's, let's jump into uh, blockchain a little bit. Maybe uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about your past first. But Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm an engineer, so I am not creative in my naming. I don't come up with creative names like Finding Certainty or anything like that. My YouTube channel is named James Pelton. Um, and that's just, that's how I think it's just, you know, just me. And really I started it. Um, my intention was not even really to teach at all. It was just, Hey, I'm going to start trying some of this stuff. You know, you guys, you've probably seen all these different ads that pop up for make passive income doing this, make passive income doing this. And I would see all the same types of ads. And, you know, when you click on one of these ads, like on Facebook or whatever, that, that now you get bombarded with them. And my Facebook feed is nothing but all these different passive income ideas. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? How many of these actually work? How many of these don't work? Uh, how many of these are just straight up scams? And I was like, you know what? I have some money, um, which we'll maybe we'll talk about my story a little bit, how I got my kind of initial capital to get going with this. But I just started throwing my money at some of these things. And I'm just like, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I've tried hundreds of different passive income um, ideas. And then what my channel is, I kind of walk through, hey, I tried this one. It didn't work. I lost a bunch of money. Tried this one. It did work. I made a bunch of money. And uh, that's kind of my goal is just to kind of weed through that for people who have a little bit less capital to experiment with. And then I can kind of bring out, here's the cream of the crop. None of it's financial advice. I'm not saying get into these things, but here's been my experience with these different avenues. So yeah, my uh, YouTube channel, James Pelton, you can go uh, hit me up there. I do have a new uh, kind of passive, it's called Passive Income Engines. And it's me and a few other Christian guys got together and just put all of our I found three other Christian guys who were doing the same thing, kind of experimenting with all these different passive income ideas. We put this together and created passive income engines. So you can check that out at passiveincomeengines.com. So that's how you can find me. Fantastic. You know, I, I love it when you talk about, well, obviously your faith comes into everything you do. Uh, we, our last episode, we talked at length about what drives you and God first, family second, business third, and and I, that resonates with me and and many of our listeners. I think would agree whether you're a Christian or Muslim or a, or Jewish or 
whatever. If you are if if you are driven by and founded in your faith and the principles that come out of that, I think invariably you make better decisions. Now, to your point, you're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to have trial and error. You're going to have those those uh, you know those chances or those options, those those ideas that failed. Right? We've all been there. I don't think there's any successful entrepreneur out there who hasn't gone through failure because failure is part of that learning process and it's most definitely a part of investment learning oh yes right i mean if there's someone out there who has actually never failed i you know i i I think they have failed i think they've missed out on the learning opportunities they're probably lying for one thing but (laughs) but they're they're they're, they've missed out on or missing out on the growth and the wisdom that comes from that. Yeah. Um, so People say, well, what do they say? Fail is an acronym. First attempt in learning. Um, and failure is really right. the, and the more painful the failure too, the more the lesson actually hits home and you actually learn it. Um, I've tried to tell people, you know, the Bible, the book of Proverbs says wealth obtained hastily dwindles but he who gathers little by little will increase it. So basically the Bible says, don't go after getting rich quickly. It does not work. And I've tried to teach that principle um, to a lot of my audience. I've said it over and over and over again. Don't try to get rich quickly. It does not work. Wealth obtained hastily will we'll leave hastily. But uh, regardless, people still, they blow past that lesson and they find an opportunity. They're like, Hey, this says I can make a million dollars in three months. And they put their money into it. They lose their money. And it takes that losing that failure to actually, for that lesson to actually hit home, uh, in people's hearts. So yeah, I'm very thankful for the failures I've gone through. Um, again, I, I've gone through a lot of failures, like you said, in crypto and investing and business, um, which maybe we'll talk about here in a minute, but I would not trade those failures, the lessons I learned from those were invaluable. I couldn't have paid any amount of money to get those. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, and and people wonder why they lost their money on the the uh, program that promises a million dollars in three months. You know, I'm, I'm, there might be something in that, right? Yep. Um, well, and it's not unusual. I mean, we get the dollar signs in our eyes, and then kind of all reason can leave you for a little bit. Um, and you start making plans, you start dreaming about, oh, what would I do with a million dollars in three months? Um, and again, that's just one of those lessons that we all have to learn. Hopefully you learn it when you're young and you, with you know less money than I see some people who are in their 60s or 70s and they learn it then. And that's a little bit more hard to re- uh, recover from. But yeah, it's a lesson we all have to learn. For sure. You know, it's, and it's different. Uh, there's different reasons, right? We're out of desperation. We need something. We're we're at our ends, our, our wits end, you know, we're f- fast approaching retirement. So we don't have a lot of time. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons why people are uh, looking for those opportunities and hoping they find them, but, but it does take time. And I think even as much as it takes time, it also takes understanding. And that's why a, a coach like yourself or an expert who's done it, who's been there, done that, been down that road can, sh- can help shorten learning curves and help someone avoid the pitfalls and the uh, the mistakes that you made, right? That's the value of mentorship. Why that's so important? Because it can, uh, while it doesn't make it a get-rich-quick scheme or an opportunity necessarily, it can shorten the learning curve, and it can help a person avoid at least some of the pitfalls and the mistakes and the and the uh, 
more painful <laughs> learning experiences along the way. Absolutely. So let's, we, we talked about this on the last episode. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but just briefly maybe recap how you started your career and now your business. You, I know you're an engineer originally. You worked in software and that, that, that arena. You eventually developed your own uh, tech stack, but maybe just tell you a little bit of your story, if you would, where you're from. And Yeah, absolutely. So I'm in a small town, Roca, Nebraska. So right outside of Lincoln, we're actually, we're in about eight inches of snow right now with a low of negative 20 tomorrow. So uh, I would not recommend uh, Nebraska in winter as a place to visit. Um, it's not, not a, not a great place, but I grew up here, um, live here. I'm a, a software developer by trade. So I was going around helping different businesses when the internet was kind of first going, e-commerce was first going, I was going around helping different businesses set up e-commerce stores. Um, I faced a lot of pushback, people saying, no, the internet's a fad. It's going away. And I'm like, please trust me. You want an e-commerce store. Um, and many, many companies told me no. And then later came back, they kept my number and called me back later saying, hey, you're right, we need an e-commerce store. So um, <laughs> I spent a number of years doing that. Um, eventually, I decided I did not like having a nine to five job um, working for an employer. This happened when my daughter was born and we wanted to go to Frozen, a Frozen uh, special. This was when the movie Frozen first came out, 2012. Or, and uh, it was a Tuesday afternoon. I went to my boss and I said, hey, can I go watch Frozen with my daughter? He said, no, we need you in the office. And at that moment, I said, you know what? I don't want to have a nine to five anymore. I want to, I want to go see a movie with my kid when I want to go see a movie. That's so right. then I became obsessed with a side project. So I would work my nine to five during the day, but at night I would stay up into the wee hours of the night coding different side projects and software ideas I had. Um, and a number of them failed. Um, so I, I had maybe eight software projects that didn't do anything before I finally wrote one. Uh, it's called Mobile Text Alerts, and was it sends out software sends out mass text messages, and then uh, that took off. I started getting a lot of people contacting me. Ended up Steak and Shake contract, um, Ghirardelli Chocolate, Kawasaki. I ended up with these big, big contracts. Um, hired twelve employees, and then sold the business in 2020 for seven figures. Um, so that's kind of uh, that was my success, and now I had this money. And that's what led me into my YouTube channel, into investing, and into the passive income plays that I do now. Well, as they say, it takes 20 years to be an overnight success, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and really hard work. I Some people think, you know, they see my channel and they think, oh, this all came very easily. But it was a lot of hard work. Um, again, I did not get rich quickly. It was late hours into the night. Um, and it was really, it's all about providing value to people. Um, that's where money, money follows value. So whether you're looking at side hustles, starting your own business, passive income, you always need to look at where is value being provided because that's where money is going to be. Money's going to flow where value is provided. So that's probably the number one lesson, um, that I learned through all that time. It's definitely a lesson of, um, creating certainty in your life is understanding that, remembering that, you know, as much as we talk about, um, the value of mentorship and of having, you know, someone that can help shorten your learning curve, someone that can help you avoid those pitfalls. There is really something to be said about putting in the time, right? About being in the trenches because you learn different lessons when you have to go through them yourself, right? You learn um, the the intricacies and the ins and outs and the and you know how to pivot, how to view water off a duck's back, and how to 
how to uh, recalculate as we, you know, we think of GPS, uh, you know, my wife is, she's the best witness of the multiple 18 hour days, you know, all nighters and so forth that I have put into our business that most people have no idea of. They don't really, even people who are partners of mine, who are maybe investors in the company or, or are, are affiliates across the country. They really, once in a while, they get a sense of it because they get an email from me or a message at three in the morning, but they really don't have any idea or any understanding of how many late nights and hours and blood, sweat, and tears has gone into it. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, uh, I would work again by nine to five and then I would hang out with my kids and my wife until, you know, she went to bed at 10 or 11 and I would spend 11 to two every night just coding. Um, we were in a little one bedroom apartment. I remember my wife telling me she bought me a quiet keyboard because I was always up in the middle of the night typing and it was keep her awake. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of hard work. Uh, there's another proverb, hard work brings profit. Mere talk leads only to poverty. So if you're wanting to get ahead financially, but you're not wanting to put in some hard work to make it happen, that's not a recipe for success. No, it's, I think it's a, uh, it's a hollow victory even if it does happen so, you know you hear of lottery winners and others that their money's gone millions of dollars are gone in in no time i believe it's because while it may have changed their life and blessed their life momentarily that it didn't come with the same substance and 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 sacrifice that that led to that that wealth and so it's fleeting um Really appreciate the verses. They're, uh, they're they're eternal principles, right? This is not something that you're just making up and as you go along. These are principles that have been taught and and illustrated since the beginning of time. And if you can figure out those, I call them eternal principles, but those lasting principles, another secret for finding more certainty in your life. So, uh, James, we are already up against our first break. Uh, it's amazing how fast the time the time goes by. But uh, we're visiting with James Pelton. He's a very popular YouTube influencer. Uh, has tens of thousands of subscribers who listen to him every week about how to create more passive income in in your life. And so, uh, when we get back from our quick break here, I wanted to dig in a little bit into crypto and blockchain and continue that part of our conversation and then maybe you can share a few tips for our listeners on how they too albeit uh, it's going to take work and albeit that may take a little longer than you think it will but how they too can create passive income so thanks for being here james really appreciate you my friend and we'll be right back everybody don't go away sounds, sounds great Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T 
T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're visiting with James Pelton, the popular YouTube influencer and a uh, speaker, um, host, coach. I mean, the list goes on, James. I don't know what, what, <laughs> what don't you do, but uh, really your area of expertise is in crypto and also passive income. Crypto is a big part of that, but... Uh, there's many ways to earn passive income, not just in the blockchain arena and crypto world. But um, let's talk a little bit of. I want to get into passive income, but let's talk a little bit about blockchain first. So, do you mind just explaining what blockchain is and and why it's turning heads all over the world? Just from a business standpoint first, and then we can get into some of the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, absolutely. And this, you know, you asked me this, I could monologue on this for a couple hours. So I'll try to make it brief and to the point. Uh, But basically, so Bitcoin is built on blockchain technology. Blockchain is essentially, it's an immutable ledger, okay, which is just fancy words for it's a public um, list of transactions that no one can ever change. Okay, and this is unique because up to this point, you know, if your bank has a database or if you're, you know, Google has a database, it's all private, right? They own the data. No one else can see into their database. No one else can see what's going on. And so blockchain technology has made databases public 
but they're also immutable. They can't ever be changed. So they're, they're a completely accurate record of data that is publicly available. And so what that's done is it's opened up like Bitcoin, where Bitcoin runs on blockchain. And so you can see who owns every single Bitcoin and it can never be hacked. It can never be changed. Uh, it has to be transferred and sent to the blockchain in order for that to uh for it to be updated. So what that's done is it's created uh, Bitcoin, which is really just a, um, I'm trying to not use too much jargon. Sometimes I forget what words normal people use and what words are blockchain uh, specific jargon words. Um, but what it's done is it's created a store of value in Bitcoin where there's 21 million Bitcoin. There can never be any more than that. And so as time goes on and as Bitcoin becomes more popular, there's only 21 million Bitcoin, so the price of Bitcoin goes up. So again, this is very different. Everyone's familiar with the inflation of like dollars, where we print more dollars, so the dollar every year becomes less valuable than it was before. And even things like gold, there's a there's gold is less inflationary than dollars, but there's still gold being mined. They just found $13 trillion worth of gold in Uganda. Okay. So gold even in some regards is inflationary. There's more gold hitting the markets, but Bitcoin is not that way. There's 21 million. It can never be increased. So as demand for Bitcoin goes up, which the, the ETFs um, were just passed by the SEC, which we can maybe talk about that if you'd like here in a minute. Um, but as the demand for Bitcoin increases the value of Bitcoin inevitably goes up, um, which makes it just a really kind of unique asset class um, that I think is a, it's a great investment for people, especially here. We're very early. I think I was reading 5% of people in the world own any cryptocurrency at all. Um, and so it's a, that's a great time to get in. If it's a market that is booming and you're the first 5% to get in, that's a great time to, uh, to really capitalize on some of the gains. Well, as an early adopter, you invariably receive more benefits, right? You receive more upside. Uh, who doesn't want to buy uh, uh, buy into a stock when it's brand new and it goes up? Yeah, uh, you know, you and I are both involved with the uh, this new banking platform, Transact Card, and there were benefits. There's still benefits available to what they call founding digital branch offices. You know, those those uh, franchisees or those uh uh, business owners who have become a part of their ecosystem during pre-launch or, or in the early stages, there there's extra benefits to doing that. You get double the buying power, or you get you know double the return for the first twenty four or for the first twelve months. You get uh, some extra match bonuses, additional earning ability, lower costs. You know, so there's an interesting parallel there, and. The thing about blockchain, I think it's it's like the internet we were saying before. It's like Facebook when it first came out. People really didn't understand it. They didn't know what it was and didn't know if they could trust it. And so, you know, but those early adopters are usually the ones who are willing to, you know, kind of step out into the dark a little bit and take take that risk. And and they usually are the ones who see the the greatest return. Now, do you mind explaining just the technology of blockchain a little bit? Because one of the things that's interesting about it it's not just on a server somewhere you talked about google or a bank chase bank or somebody owning the data but it's also not just on one server one group of servers it is on thousands and even millions of computers or ip addresses all over the world isn't that correct just to break it down for the lay listener 
Yes. Yep. That's exactly right. So basically a copy of that ledger is on, uh, yeah, like you said, many, many different computers. And that's why it makes it immutable because if you try to go in on your computer, like if I'm running a, uh, uh, the, the blockchain on my computer and I go in and try to change something. So I say, oh, this person has 50 Bitcoin. I'm going to say I have 50 Bitcoin. Well, then that gets submitted to the blockchain and all the other blockchain people, we'll call them, they look at what I did and they say, is that accurate? Is that blockchain that he submitted, that ledger that he submitted, is that accurate to what everybody else has to say? And consensus around the other blockchains, the other people who are running the same ledger, they say, no, that is not the accurate. That's not what the blockchain actually looks like. That's not what the ledger actually looks like. So they reject the changes that I made to the ledger. Um, because it's not accurate. And so that's why it's unhackable because you can go in and change yours and you might even be able, let's say you get a hold of a thousand computers and you're able to change the ledger on a thousand computers. Like you said, this is on millions and millions of computers across the entire world. And as of now, I don't want to say that it could never be hacked. You know, hackers are pretty good at eventually, you know, with quantum computing or something like that, who knows what the future is going to bring. But as of now, there's no way for someone to get a hold of enough of the blockchain in order to make those changes. Um, and so it becomes just a very secure. Um, and we also like that it's public because then no one can mess around with things. It becomes a very public record of, hey, this Bitcoin started with this person they used it to pay for this with this person, and now it's with this person. And so everyone knows you can look at the blockchain, you can see the flow of funds, and you can see now this person owns this block, this uh, Bitcoin. So it becomes very public and it becomes very immutable. And those are things that just open up a lot of possibilities technology-wise. Well, I love the the fact that it can be hacked, you know, the unhackability of it. I love the transparency of it. I love the 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 fact that there are so many interesting applications happening with it. You know, it's it's really taking the control from the banks and giving it to the people, right? It's taking the control from the you know the uh, Federal Reserve and and other places that want to control that money, and they have. And it's it's not always been uh, upfront. You know, it's been there's been a lot of corruption, a lot of back you know behind behind door deals and. And so forth and so on, and that's not the case with 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 uh, the blockchain. It can't happen. And I love that. I love the transparency. I love the hack unhackability. I love the universality of it. This the the uh, we're in this together, you know, element of it, and uh, it's uh, it's very interesting. But um, you know, there is uh, there is any risk, I guess, with any new endeavor, new venture. Um, but we, uh, you know, we are a, uh, we're big fans. I know you are. And yeah. Can, and can I talk to that too? So we're at a really good time for Bitcoin because, um, you know, Bitcoin was kind of started around 2012, 2013. That would be a very risky time to get into Bitcoin. Okay. That would obviously be the most profitable time is getting in, you know, ground zero. But when you're in ground zero, 
you really are not totally sure if that technology is going to catch on. Is that going to last? So there's the most upside, but there's also the most risk when you get in ground zero. We're at a time now where we are no longer ground zero in crypto. I mean, Bitcoin, um, like I said, the SEC just approved the first Bitcoin ETF, which essentially puts Bitcoin on the stock market. That's an easy way to sum it up. So now Bitcoin is traded on the stock market. Okay, so it is no longer like this brand new technology that may or may not stick around for a while. I mean, this is a publicly traded commodity, just like gold is pretty much. Um, but we're still early. Big deal. Yep. So we're early, but not ground zero. So we're at a really good, if, if you had a graph of adoption to potential profit, we're at a really, really good point where there's not as much risk of it just going out of existence, but we're still at a point where there's a lot of upside still to be had. Um, so I would, I would recommend anybody listening. Um, I don't give financial advice, but I would say get some kind of exposure to Bitcoin, if not crypto as a whole, which we can maybe talk about the difference between Bitcoin and some of the other coins that are out there. But Bitcoin, you know, if, if that's all you did was buy some Bitcoin, you're going to make some money from that here in the next few years. Absolutely. And you, you hear about, uh, you know, if you're new to this space, guys, you you hear about Bitcoin purists, right? There are those that that's all they do in, in crypto. They don't touch any of the alternate coins. There's there's what are called altcoins. Um, the biggest is uh, secondary to Bitcoin would be Ethereum. Um, but there are others. You hear of Ripple. You hear of, uh, you know, you. Uh, there's a number of different ones. But um, many people look at the altcoins because they're smaller. They have more upside. They're selling for less, and and obviously they have more. They may have more potential over time. But but to James's point, because of the limited number of Bitcoin, because there are only twenty one million Bitcoin out there, it's like a a limited printing of a famous artist's work, right? It's about a, a those those pieces of art are going to go up in value because you can't get them anymore. They have to be sold for you to get one. It's similar to Bitcoin. You, they're not minting or producing any more Bitcoin. You have to buy it from someone else. And so it's being bought and sold all the time. But, um, you know, it's really interesting. You talk about being at the, the perfect point on that bell curve. The early adopters have taken on the majority of that risk. And now it's, 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 it's merging in or evolving into mass adoption. It's a pretty good time to get in on something, guys, if you're ever going to. Yep, absolutely. And I would just say, if you're trying to decide between, like you said, there's Bitcoin and then there's Ethereum and then there's kind of everything else below that. Right. Um, but when you're looking at potential upside for an, any kind of asset, you can look at the current market cap and then you can look at the potential market cap and then that's going to be, you know, that's the potential gain that you have. But if you go for something that is too low of a market cap, there's potential for it to just go out of existence. Yeah. So that's where, you know, Bitcoin has a $900 billion market cap, which sounds like a lot. 
I mean, it is a lot. I mean, $900 billion is, is a lot of money, but in the scope of the global economy, um, that's not a very big asset class. So it's big enough. $900 billion is not going to go out of existence, but we could see a $9 trillion market cap on Bitcoin here in the next 10 years, um, which would be you know your, your money 10x. We could see 20x. Now, when you go down the list of the other altcoins, you might get to something. You know, Solana has a $40 billion market cap. So there's a lot more upside in something like Solana, but there's also $40 billion could potentially at some point just go out of existence like you know and so there's just this dance you have to kind of do of risk and reward what's your potential upside how much risk are you willing to expose yourself to um, so for people who are brand new i just recommend go bitcoin it's the easiest to buy right now now that there's etfs you can go to fidelity and you can buy Bitcoin now. Um, Robinhood, you can buy Bitcoin. You can buy it anywhere now. That Anywhere you can buy stocks, you can buy Bitcoin now. Um, so that's the easiest. But yeah, if you want to dig in more, there's potential, a lot of potential upside on some of these altcoins where you could 100x, you know, on, on some of these things. So it's just a matter of uh, getting your risk profile um, worked out with the, the game that you want to make. For sure. Well, other than going and listening to a show like yours, how do you recommend a person who's new to Bitcoin, new to blockchain, how do you recommend they learn about the, uh, you know, the arena as a, as a newbie? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, so what I would do first and foremost is, uh, go to the just coinmarketcap.com. Okay. That has a list of all the different cryptocurrencies and it starts with the top market cap and then, which is Bitcoin. And then it goes to Ethereum and then it'll show you all of the cryptocurrencies that have been listed and what their current market cap is. And maybe just go, I wouldn't recommend getting it. If you don't know what you're doing, I wouldn't get out of the top 20. Maybe those are the ones that um, are fairly stable. You get out of the top 20 or you get out of the top hundred and that's where you run into somewhere, you know, they a million X in a day and then they go to zero the next day. We're talking kind of similar like penny stocks when you get outside those top 100 cryptocurrencies where it's like, yeah, there's there could be upside, but more than likely you're going to lose all your money. Uh, but just go to those top 10, top 15 coins and just go to their websites and kind of read about what's their mission. Um, try to learn about their team, who built it, why did they build it, and try to see. Again, I say follow the value. So if you're looking at something, you're like, I don't see how this is valuable. I don't see where there's value. Then maybe that's not the right one for you. Um, and then find one where, hey, I see a lot of value in this. I think this will really catch on. Um, that That's how I would start if I was coming from scratch, uh, other than just going and following James Pelton on uh, YouTube. <laughs> you know, I always say follow uh, the value and then also follow what you're passionate about. See if there's a a coin that's doing something working in a space where it's something that you care about whether it's the environment whether it's you know anti-trafficking or whatever it is you know pick a lane yeah. do your research as james says look into the company and 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 what who they are what they're doing it's a great uh it's a great website uh that you mentioned S share the url again just so people hear it yeah it's coinmarketcap.com so all one word, obviously, coinmarketcap.com. Yeah, great resource for you to uh, to learn more as you're getting into it. But uh, we're up against our next break already. Um, when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more from James about his story and how he 
has developed multiple streams of income, not just in crypto, but in multiple areas. He's going to share a, a couple of tips with you that he's learned over the years, trying to help you shorten your learning curve. And if you want to hear more of them, I encourage you to visit his YouTube channel. There's lots of great videos. He does new ones all the time. But don't go away. Be right back with James Pelton here on Finding Certainty. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. We're visiting with James Pelton, a good friend of mine and also uh, an influencer on YouTube, specifically focused on passive income. That's really what you've become known for, James. That's your, that's your passion, right? As we talk about our, our you know, going after areas that we, we care about and we're excited about. Um, you told a little bit of your story and early in the episode about how you developed this app. You were able to sell the company 
how much work it took, but that gave you a little bit of capital to start experimenting, right? To start testing different passive income streams. And I guess in a in just a 60 seconds here, would you mind sharing what you learned from that process? Now, as you analyze investment opportunities in different passive income uh, you know, arenas, what did you learn from your trial and error that you now apply as you as you explore new opportunities? Well, do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I've kind of sprinkled them in a little bit here as we've been talking, because one thing that is really cool is I found lessons in business usually apply in other places in life as well. So it's not just like none of the lessons I learn are ever siloed. Like, okay, I learned something about just this one thing, Uh, but they're kind of life principles. Um, And a lot of them, like we've talked about, if I had just read the book of Proverbs and just believed what it said, then I could have probably saved myself some of this trouble. But like we mentioned, you have to kind of learn through failure in order to really believe these lessons. Uh, but kind of what I've talked about, first off, I'm less uh, less trusting of people when it comes to money. I've seen money do some weird things to people, even people that I have a good relationship with. But when money gets involved, uh, it just makes people different. It changes people. Uh, which is what the Bible says. It says the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. And some by longing for it have fallen away from the faith and pierced themselves with griefs. And I've seen that true, that when money gets involved, especially big sums of money, um, it, it messes with people. And so don't think that you're above that. I always tell people as you're, you know, if you're, I, uh, I like to coach upcoming entrepreneurs, try to help them grow their business. But again, one of the reasons it's good to grow slowly is because you really need to wrestle with what the money's doing to you as a person. And when you're just, when you, like you said, win the lottery and you just have, you know, a hundred million dollars thrown on in your lap, you've not learned the lessons of how to have a hundred thousand dollars, how to have $500,000, how to have a million dollars, how to have $10 million. And so a hundred million dollars in the lap of someone who is only prepared for $10,000 is disastrous for that person. And we read those stories of uh, people winning the lottery and it ruins their life. Um, And uh, so that's one thing I've learned is money messes with people. So be be cautious about it. Don't lose your generous spirit. Don't lose your contentment. Those are two things that people think, oh, if I had a lot of money, I would be content. And if I had a lot of money, I would be generous. But I'm not now because I don't have any money. And I've seen this in many people. If you're not content with where you're at now, if you're not happy, you're thinking, oh, I need more money before I'm going to be happy. You won't be happy when you get more. It just becomes this never-ending chase of, okay, I'm at $1 million, but look over there. That guy has $10 million. Then you're after that. Well, look, that guy has $100 million, and you never finish. Um, right. And the same is true with generosity. If you have, you know, if you have uh, $50 – and you're not willing to be generous with that, you're hoarding it and saying, no, I need that $50, then you know what? When you get $50,000, you're going to be the exact same way. Don't think that money doesn't change you for the better uh, in those ways. You're absolutely right. I mean, to that point, that's the, yeah, I think that's why the principle of tithing is so valuable, you know, because even as a child, I, you know, I taught my children to give 10% of what they, they, if they got a dollar, they gave a dime, right? And and you learn that principle of of giving back, of paying that that paying those dues or paying it forward. It says in the in Malachi, the windows of heaven will be opened up, and Amen. Uh, it will be poured out 
upon you, you know, more than you can even, even comprehend. And so I think why tithing is so important is it teaches that principle of contentment, that principle of giving back, that principle of, of uh, seeing the big picture of not being hyper-focused on yourself, but looking outward a little bit more. Uh, anyway, can, continuing on. Yeah, no, that's lessons you've you're totally right. Well, you're totally right. And, you know, I tell people too, this is something, again, that people don't, you don't believe it until you experience it. But Jesus says it makes you happier to give than it does to receive. And, you know, you hear that as a kid or whatever, and you're like, yeah, right. No, I want to, I want to receive, I want a million dollars. I don't want to give a million dollars. Um, but I, I feel like as you, you know, as you start giving, you start to realize this is true. And, you know, when I, I sold my business for seven figures, I could have sat on my hands the rest of my life and just watched Netflix, um, for the rest of my life. I probably would, wouldn't need to work again, but I found this joy in helping other people in giving to other people. It's like, wow, this is even more fulfilling than growing my business to seven figures. And so now the reason what drives me for, you know, why do I want to keep making passive income? Why do I keep doing side hustles? Why do I, you know, my YouTube channel is a lot of work. Why do I even bother with my YouTube channel? But the joy and the fulfillment of helping other people uh, is, is, it is greater than the joy of making money. Um, so that's another lesson I kind of learned through my journey, which again, some people listening are going to say, yeah, right. Okay. Um, because it's some, sometimes you just have to learn it for yourself. Um, but that, that's a, another lesson that I've found to be really true. Well, it's so true. And if you learn it early, if you can learn to give back, you can learn to share. You have this abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Even, even when you're just starting in your own journey. You haven't arrived there financially, perhaps, but you're gaining new insights and, and lessons. If you'll turn around and teach them to someone else, one, you'll retain it more. They say if you teach it, you'll retain a significantly more, you know, greater amount. But but you'll have more satisfaction in the process. And you're I I think really three benefits come out of it if you share with others. One, you will retain it. Two, you'll have more satisfaction. And third, you will invariably, um, you will become that person. You will you will adopt those characteristics. You'll become that character if you if it's if uh, if you do those th those things. Now, I served a mission for my church for two years in Italy. Mm. Anyone who's served a mission of any kind in Africa for two weeks or in you know Moscow for two years, it doesn't matter. Most of those people will come back and say it was the best experience of their life. And I believe it's because they were looking outward. And we spent our whole life looking inward, our job, our school, our, our, our income. But if we're looking outward, um, it, and it changes us, right? So, Amen. Okay. I so, would, uh, can, anyway, sorry, can ahead. I say one more thing about that? Absolutely. Too, I would I I would love to challenge people. I uh, my wife went on a missions trip to Mexico, Mexicali. Um, over on the California border. And what we think as, you know, these wealthy Americans is we think, well, we're going to go into these poor areas and we're going to help them out. Um, we're going to bring our money and we're going to just change their lives. And they're all going to be so happy that we gave them all this. When she got there, she was shocked at these people had nothing, but they were so much happier then all the Americans who were coming down to help them, these the the kids in Mexico were way happier 
They had way more joy. They were kicking around their soccer ball with their bare feet, but they had a lot more happiness. And she said, wow, we were way more blessed by them and their contentment um, than they were by our gifts. In fact, some of the gifts, they were like, oh, why would we want a cell phone like this? Why would we can play soccer? Why would we want, you know, a Nintendo or something like that? And uh, one of the things that I learned from that is we think the purpose of our money is to improve our standard of living. It's like, I want to get this and this and this and this. Your life gets more difficult, more complicated, the more things that you accumulate, the more things that you buy. Um, and so I, what I always say on my YouTube channel is, you know, try to make more money, not to increase the standard of your living, but increase the standard of your giving. And I got this from Pastor John Piper. He's been a big influence in my life. But it's so helpful and important to keep that in mind as you're in your journey. So true. You know, we talked about learning some investment tips and some passive income tips. And and these are the the, the principles. These are the lessons. If you will, there's 101 different ways to, to develop passive income. And and you need to do some research. You need to look at those who have gone before. Learn from people like James and others who are who have been down that road and 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 made mistakes that you don't have to make if you listen and learn from their experience. I encourage you to go to James's channel and and uh, watch some of his videos. You're going to learn a great deal. Um, but these principles of generosity, of giving back, of sharing with others, of of contentment. These are the underlying foundation on which to build, right? If you truly want Amen. certainty in your life, understand those principles first and then build upon them. Yep, absolutely. We're coming, we're coming toward the end of the show, James. Is What would you share in closing just before we run out of time here? We've got another minute. Yeah, absolutely. So calls to action. I'm a marketing guy, so I love calls to action. I'm obsessed with them. Um, so calls to action. First off, Open up your Bible. Read your Bible. That's going to be my first call to action. Read your Bible. Number two, get some exposure to Bitcoin. Okay, those would be two things you can do right now. Go hop on Robinhood. Check with your broker, Fidelity, wherever you're at. Try to get some Bitcoin. Get one of the Bitcoin ETFs. Um, after that, if you're wanting to get more into passive income, take stock of what you have to offer. And really, the two things that that the capital, the resources that most people have is either you have money or you have time. Okay, if you have a lot of money but not a lot of time, then you want to look for passive income investments that you can put your money into. And because there's a lot of people that have more time and they'll use your money to make more money. So find a place to put your capital that's providing value and you'll make some money from that. If you don't have a lot of capital but you do have time, then look for a side hustle. So don't be looking for investment. You're not going to, you know, be able to put $500 into investing and, you know, change your life very much. But find a side hustle. Say, I spend 30 hours a week watching television. I'm going to take that 30 hours a week and turn it into a side hustle to provide value. Then I'll have more money. Then I can get into the capital side of things. So those would be kind of my uh, the steps if I was listening and uh, was wanting to get started in some of this. And to that point, we mentioned earlier Transact Card one of the best uh, passive income side hustles that we've come across in years. Mind just sharing your link to uh, Transact Card, James, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't have it right in front of me. I'll have to Transact pull it up. I should have had that up. Yeah, it's it's uh, jamespelton.transactcard.com, isn't it? Uh, yes, or jamespelton.mytzt.com. 
Yeah, either one will work. Either uh, one. Okay. JamesPelton.transactcard with a Z.com. You learn how to double your buying power and increase your savings, how to bless your friends, and also the uh, nonprofits in your life. So, James, we're out of time, man. It always goes fast when you're having fun, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have to come back. Maybe I can be your first. Would I be your first three, Pete? You would be. <laughs> Maybe we can work that out here sometime. I'm open to that. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. James, thanks for being on Finding Certainty. Uh, always goes fast, but it's always a pleasure. And uh, looking forward to this coming year together. I wish you the very best. You listeners out there, have a fantastic weekend. And we will see you next week here on Finding Certainty. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.